The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC, or the advertisers. National Championships, Confederation Championships, World Championships, major professional events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Greetings one and all. I am the aforementioned uh, Tony Lightfoot and we're here uh, from the Greater Miami uh, Ski Club uh, prior to the... uh, the start of the uh, the tournament, uh, which is the Greater Miami uh, Pro Slalom event, and uh, one of the competitors in that event who has been showing some some rather good promise over the uh, the last few tournaments, starting off uh, with the hilltop and progressing from there. He comes to us out of California. His name is Brian Detrick. How are you doing? Doing good, Tony. Good, 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 good. So, uh, I'm sure that there are a number of folks uh, out there that are wondering who Brian Detrick is, and you know, and what and what do you do for a living, and that kind of stuff, and how how you how you've been able to ascend uh, the ranks of uh, pro skiing in a relatively short amount of time. At least uh, we didn't see you in the in the first half of the season, but towards the end, I mean, you've been coming on fairly strong. So try and fill the people in a little bit uh, about who you are and what do you, what do you do outside of skiing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I'm from Elk Grove, California, uh, just south of Sacramento. Uh, grew up at Shortline Lake, and that's still where I do most of my training. And uh, work for Pacific Gas and Electric Company. Uh, we serve uh, gas and electric uh, to about 70% of California. Uh-huh. And I'm an electric estimator. Uh, so I'm in the distribution side, so dealing with all the reliability work for the company. Okay, and that and, and that kind of extends uh, out a little bit uh, towards uh, the if you uh, if you if, if you're hearing aircraft directly above us, we're directly underneath the departure uh, flight path out of Miami International Airport. So you are going to hear that a little bit from time to time. But a lot of what you do was uh, was directly affected by some of the uh, the events that took place, such as the wildfires and stuff like that. You know because. Uh, obviously folks have got to have electricity to to run their everyday lives and whenever you've got a a wildfire bearing down on you then it kind of complicates matters doesn't it yeah definitely you know last year obviously was a little crazy with covid and uh there weren't many tournaments it was more at the second half of the year had a little uh injury um at the you know middle of summer and you know with not many events going on and then all the wildfires took off in california my phone was ringing to you know support that and so it was good to give you know time off the water to to heal and and then you know help out the company and and you know help out the customers of trying to restore power as quickly as possible and you know it was about three months straight um from the beginning of august to uh i got back the day before thanksgiving uh last year so i was in in hotels working uh, multiple fires uh, in the planning intelligence section so uh basically running running all the meetings doing all the uh data um you know paperwork wise and just overseeing all of that aspect uh, on the command team uh, for those fires sounds pretty heavy and sounds pretty intricate and uh, and complicated uh 
take us a little bit further back uh, uh, to your genesis within the sport because you you actually ski collegiately for a while for St. Mary's College, wasn't that right? Yeah, that's right. You know, so I mean, grew up at Shortline Lake. I, mo- I moved there when I was about two years old, and so you know, grew up in the sport and you know had success you know at an early age and in, in uh, you know boys won uh, my last year you know won basically all the events and uh, set the national record uh, won nationals and. And then it was a couple years after that uh, in boys two, I, I played a lot of sports growing up, and so I had opportunity traveling all stars uh, last year little league. And, you know the coaches, you know, always wanted me to play, but I wanted to ski, and so you know, kind of I'd accomplished a lot, and so you know I wanted to take that opportunity because it only comes once in a lifetime, you know, for that. And so it took a little time off, and uh, you know just. F- into high school, focused on you know some of the some of the other sports, played football, basketball, and ran track. And uh, then when college came, uh, decided to go St. Mary's, focus on academics, and actually try to walk on for basketball. Uh, coach wouldn't take any walk-ons at the time, and so then I wanted to st- uh, went and started a ski team. And so then that's oh, wow. when 100 percent focus, you know, went back to skiing from there. And then that's where you know I was able to uh, you know kind of catch. You know, a lot of the guys that had surpassed me, you know, that I was ahead in the juniors and, and then, you know, where we are today, you know, being competitive with, with the best in the world. And you actually competed for the United States in the Collegiate World Championships that took place, uh, I don't know how far far back it was. It was probably... 2012. 2012, yeah, yeah before the actual Elite Worlds took place uh, 12 months afterwards. So what was that experience uh, for you like, uh, representing the United States for the first time in that setting? Uh, I was... It was interesting, you know, because that was the, the really the first international event that I skied. I'd skied, you know, a handful of, of pro events starting in 2010, uh, but that was the you know first one to travel overseas, or I mean, out of the country, you know, to go down to Chile and and uh, you know be on the you know, U.S. team, and so it was a great experience and. You know, it's cool to see, you know, competing against a lot of the same people at that event who still compete against today. Excellent stuff. So. Uh as as we as as we continue continue along, I mean we've we've obviously covered uh, a, a little bit about about your existence within the sport at an at an earlier time. Uh, how how much how much influence uh, were your parents? Uh, how much were they involved uh, in in what you were doing in what you were doing? Because. Uh, I mean, I've only met up with them a couple of times, and and Steve, uh, Steve Detrick, your father, is actually is involved in a number of ventures. He's actually involved politically in that area in, in Elk Grove. So, uh, so tell me about his involvement in the sport and what and what he does for you. Yeah, so I mean, they parents have been there from the beginning, and and uh, you know, my dad's you know basically been you know the, the one of the main coaches all all the way through up you know through where we are today and you know i've had you know over the last few years some people have um played a little more influence um but he's still there you know he knows my skiing um just as well you know there's you know everybody's got a kind of handful of people that that they rely on mm-hmm. and uh you know my my dad is is definitely there uh driving the boat uh as well um he's been my pr- predominant driver in practice um you know, pretty much the, the entire life, and and then uh, you know my mom's been there, you know, supporting me, and you know my parents, you know, gave gave me and my brothers, you know, so much opportunity, not only in water skiing but in in all sports. Okay, fast forward in a little bit, Hilltop. Let, let's start with a few events and highlight uh, some of the performances there this season, uh, because 
we hadn't seen you all season up to that point with Hilltop. I mean, I mean you sustained a little bit of an injury the season before. There was COVID. You think life got real, real busy with PG&E and all that kind of stuff. And then you popped up out of the blue. Most most of pro skiers knew of you, but they they didn't know what to expect from you coming into Hilltop. And you you ski pretty decently in that event, as I recall. Yeah, you know, I actually had like seven months off, um, which is probably one of the longest times I've I've had off away from the water. So it you know took a while to to get back into it, and you know I kind of took a slow approach. I knew you know Worlds was later in the year, and I knew there were events going on, and you know I kind of had hopes to you know maybe ski some of those LCQs at the beginning of the year, but unfortunately the the skiing just wasn't where it needed to be at the time. So I just uh, you know stayed home and, and focused on my skiing, and uh, then first showed up to the U.S. Open, and you know I was out early because I didn't have many scores. And oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's not forget the U.S. Open, which took place a few. Uh, a, well, and, and yeah, Hilltop. Yeah, Hilltop took place uh, the weekend after the U.S. Open. Weekend after yeah. the U.S. Open, and I, I think you did pretty. I think you did uh, fairly decently at the U.S. Open, didn't you? What, yeah. what did you record there? Yeah, I ran uh, one and a half and forty-one there, and uh, had a you know very difficult wind uh, since I was early on. I think everyone and, had a difficult and, wind if, we're, if that, we recall, and uh, that's where I I went uh, thirty-two, thirty-five, and opted to thirty-nine. Um, and kind of, you know, got got things going. And, wow! And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I I just missed. That was a five-man uh, cut uh, to to the final. So I I just uh, was one off that. I finished finished sixth there, but I was still pleased with the performance in those conditions. And then, you know, like you mentioned, was able to take that into Hilltop, and you know, was still out a little early. Ran th- ran three at forty-one, and mm-hmm. and kind of uh, you know put myself in a position to to advance uh, to the final in that one. Let's talk about California because a week or so later, you 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 uh, you entered into some into some rare air. So far, slalom skiers were concerned. One of the very few to have run forty one off and get a score into forty three or nine seven five, right? Yeah. Well, so uh, we had the California Pro Am. You know, ran uh, I think three and two and a half forty one in, in the prelims, and then uh, had a little mistake in the head to head first round, and uh, so uh, finished eighth there. And then that following weekend uh, at at the same lake, short line, uh, where where I train, they uh, we had a, a, re- a four round record, and and that's where you know I was able to run run uh, forty one off for the first time. Now you've been involved a lot with the organization of the California program in recent years. Do you still have a, a, as much of a role organizing that tournament, or have you taken a step back to try and uh, concentrate more upon what you do on the water rather than off? Uh, I def- definitely play a role. Um, you know, kind of whatever, whatever Greg needs help with, and especially you know being at short line, um, it's a, it's a little easier. Uh, and him having to travel to to other sites sometimes and obviously even when it was at his house you know there's a lot of things that need need to be done because things aren't uh set up all the time there and uh so definitely helped out you know any you know pretty much anything you know he needs help help with um you know he's one of those key you know talked about my you know my father and yeah and 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 greg and and kevin bishop you know those those are you know three guys that are uh definitely influential you know in my skiing so obviously if they're gonna you know be putting on events and I'm going to be right there to, to support him. All right, then. So what was your next event after that? I think it was Malibu, wasn't it? Yeah, you, Mal- you, Malibu yeah, Open. Yeah, so how, how did that turn out for you, both in terms of performance and, and, and how you feel feel that you've done on a personal level? Yeah, I think it was good. You know, I um, had, 
you know, skied, skied pretty good in, the, in, in that first round. I think ran one and a half, 41. And, you know, that's where some of these events, you know, it's not necessarily having that top score. It's just advancing to that next round. And then uh, in the second round, we had a, I mean, I think it was maybe 16 or 18, yeah. 18 to 4. And, and then that's, that's a, a real deep that's cut. That's a big, deep cut. And uh, so, you know, got, I, I noticed some things on Saturday um, looking back, you know, thanks to you guys with the webcast, uh, able to go back and, and watch some film and, and picked up a, f- a few things that, you know, I, I was missing in my skiing and, and really focused on that uh, Sunday and, and that second prelim or in the semifinal and uh, ran three and a half at 41 and, and advanced to the final. Did I say anything out of turn there with with how I described your skin or not, or, or, or was or was it or was it fairly consistent with what you were thinking? No, I, I think in terms of analysis. Yeah, no, no, no. I think it. I think it's. Uh, you know, it's good. You know, I go back and watch watch a lot of them uh, just to you know try to pick up on on little things. Um, always trying to Im- improve it as a, as an athlete. Uh huh. All right then. So not too long afterwards was the world. Yep. And I mean that that was that was just some. I mean, not only yourself, but from a whole bunch of others. There was that that was just some kick-ass skiing all the way through from start to finish. I mean, like multiple-way runoffs, you know, multiple runoffs and all that kind of stuff. Kind of give us an overview of how you think you did in those in those championships. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, just start off that. I mean, that's the greatest tournament I've ever been a part of. Like not only men's slalom, but from all the divisions you know men women slalom trick jump and overall like i mean that's the most competitive tournament I, th- I think we've ever seen potentially in the history especially for how deep you know some of those events went you know i know men men's trick you know was i think 10-5 just to just to get into the final and then yeah. obviously we know with with men's slalom you know there was a tie you want know, to think four guys tied at, at 2 of 41 and then um, they had to run off to to get in and i was fortunate you know run run three and i think we had about Eight of us tied it, tied it at three in the prelims with uh, T Gas at four and, and Nate uh, running one at 43. And and so I mean that's that's one of the best rounds you'll see. And then to go into the final and uh, felt felt better in the final. And and you know I came into three to turn. I think you know just I lost my hips just a little bit and, and the ski got stuck. And unfortunately you know then wound up in in that stack up at at uh, three and uh, had had the runoff and. Was it five? I think five of us. Five of us went out and cold 39. And uh, you know, Steven set the bar. Consistent skiing. Ran 3:41 again. Then Will went out. Ran five at 41. And so then you know, you know, it, it's on. You know, yeah. and and uh, so you know, I, I ran 39. And I knew, you know, basically you got to go run 41. And you know, there's no hesitation. There's no stopping. It's all or nothing to try to get on the podium. And had a great start. One, two, three. I was really happy with. And you know, still even looking back at the film, I, I'm not quite sure what happened, you know, um, out, to, out to four, but, you know, the, fi- the finish of four, you know, just lost the line a bit, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, you, it's just that split second, you know, it's like, okay, are, are you going to five to, to go tie, or are you going to take that chance to, to go and, and try to get a big turn to get to yeah. six, and, you know, it just... I didn't. I didn't think I was going to be able to get get enough swing out to five to get mm. in, get in front of it to turn. So you know, just went out S turned, and you know, I felt that that was a a big score for somebody to go and beat. That yeah. you know, it might give me an opportunity to, to go out there again. Which in the end, that's what happened. You know, I mean, I mean. M- I mean, I remember this quote from a movie. You probably already know the movie. I mean, the football, like life, is this game of inches, and you can you can definitely place water skiing in that, you know. And uh, you know, it's the split second decision, you know. 
you know, just deciding to uh, to to lay it to lay up on a particular turn and just set your, set your score up as being the one to beat. So I mean, uh, that 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 took us to the worlds. Now Mastercraft right. was. I mean, I mean that was that was a bit of an outlier tournament for most people, and the decision was made earlier on on Saturday to to basically postpone the slalom and carry that through to Sunday. You, you believe that was a, a, the best decision that could have been made? I think so. I mean, you got to look at the safety. Um, I mean, you're seeing guys miss miss 35, not get anywhere at 38, and you know it just. I mean, we. I mean, Martin Bartowski fell around one buoy at 32 off. Yeah, you know, and I mean, we, we've skied in, in some tough conditions before, but, you know, even I kind of, you know, look back at some of those like soaked where, you know, at the beginning in the pre, prelims, mm-hmm. we, the women were going 30, the men were going 32. So it's like kind of something in that case. But I, I, I think the, the judges made the right call and, and you know, I think, I think it was the right thing to do to, to push everybody into Sunday. All right, and uh, back back on Sunday, uh, you, 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 how how well did you ski? Would you say? I mean, because the the conditions, I mean, on the slalom course were about the first two thirds of the course were okay, and then it got round around buoy number five and round number six. This is coming from the starting end, you know. It got it got a little it got a, a little bit challenging for a few skiers. Yeah, I mean, I think you had the wind. We had to start it at twelve at thirty five off, mm-hmm. um, in which we do at times but usually it's like a second round so you know that's a little different you know rhythm just you know getting in into a tournament you know some of us hadn't skied you know in a couple days you know since we got pushed to to saturday from saturday to sunday and Uh and um yeah i mean I, i i still felt like i was skiing okay and um I just got sucked in at the gate at 39 and, and just wasn't able to get that swing out to one and basically just dug myself a big hole and with those conditions just wasn't able to, to make up for it. All right, then. Now we're at the Mastercraft Pro, uh, the Miami Pro now. Uh, you've done about half a dozen events up until this time. You've now got yourself into a decent decent flow, so to speak, and you've had a practice here as well. Uh, have you skied here before, and what was your assessment here? Yeah, no, this is the first first time uh, I've been down here to Miami skiing, and uh, it's it skis nice. Um, you know, it's a very deep lake, uh, so so the ski settles in. Um, definitely, you know, it rides a little little deeper. You got a lot more connectivity, and uh, you know, I think uh, there's going to be some big scores this weekend. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. We'll round off the podcast here, and I thank you very much for being a participant. Is there any thanks that you want to give to certain folks and or, or those that have helped you along the way up to this point? Yeah, I mean, I think we touched on it a bit. You know, uh, my parents, you know, my, my support team on and off, off the water, um, and, you know, good good skis. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I need something to feel comfortable under, under my feet. So, you know, everything that, that they're doing and, and, you know, carrying on that legacy, uh, of Dave and and still making you know the top skis in the world. Excellent stuff. Uh, he's been Brian Detrick. I've been Tony Lightford. You've been listening to this latest edition of the TWB uh, TWBC podcast. And until next time, I'm going to say ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. 
Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.